What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio. Transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho, I am the one-armed madman. And from the badlands of Southern Montana, it's Nolan5150. What's up, brother? Ah, cold, more cold and snow. Got a a lot of more cold and snow. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of ice coming in the next few days. So it's been it's been pretty nice around here, actually. I uh, had to go and tear a tree out of my backyard the other day because I'm getting the uh, the Mexicans coming over. Hopefully tomorrow. Oh, I forgot he was supposed to call me today. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it, Pedro. I don't even know his name, but. He's supposed to come over and do a, a concrete pad for my hot tub nice. here in the next couple days. So it was uh, like the, the lowest bid I got was $2,000. And then I call this guy up and he's like, yeah, I'll do it for 500 <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, hey, you know what? If it cracks, it cracks, whatever. Like it's got a hot tub on it. Nobody's going to see it anyways. There you go. Uh, yeah. Like the uh, yeah. uh, government uh, government bids, lowest bid wins. Yeah, low, and then it and then it ends up being, you know, eighty percent more than the initial bid, yeah. and takes five years longer. Yep. <laughs> All right, on. Well, I see that you have your uh, Harley Davidson merch on tonight, oh, which is yep. perfect yep. timing. Let's go to our let's go to our our first. Story of the night and, and hear from your boss. Oh. Harley Davidson CEO says the brand will be all electric in the future. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Can you imagine the fucking nerve of this guy? They got to get him out of there. Uh, it's, uh, so I haven't worked for Harley Davidson for too long, but I've heard a few times that they have a high... Uh, turnover rate for CEOs apparently I mean you would think that at some point at least like even your boss at um you know a local store is going to just go you know what I've had it with this fucking guy and you know how hard is it to really like find who the major donors to Harley Davidson are you know there's going to yeah. be people that that like this kind of thing they're going to go ooh cha-ching climate change money 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 maybe we'll get some government you know, rebates or some bullshit like that. But there's going to be other people that just go over my dead body. You know, my grandfather bought stock in this company when I was, wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And over my dead body is this, you know, pizza shit bike that literally nobody wants going to take over and, you know, push out the V twin. It just seems like a crazy thing to do. And like, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For You know what I mean? For the the number of live wires that they sold and yeah. I feel like that it's kind of a, you know, standard operating procedure for situations like this where they're probably trying to play ball a little bit with some sort of ESG score and as broad of a statement as it that is that uh, what what was it that Harley Davidson will be all elect- electric in the future which yeah. it's like okay so, so like when, you said, when it's in a broad 10, thousand years you know what i'm saying it's just seems like such a uh 
vague statement that it's a virtue signal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a virtue signal. Look, we're doing the right thing. We're heading the right way. We're, you know, uh, branching off and building these new bikes, even though nobody wants them, you know, we're still going for it. And I think that's like, I don't know, maybe he's talking to regulators. Maybe he's talking to like potential money investors. You know what I mean? Maybe they're, like you said, there's some ESG scam going on in the background. So they're trying to like, lay the the groundwork for that but i mean they just got took in an esg scam now they think they're gonna go take somebody in any like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense like i just yeah. i couldn't even figure out from like like try and steal man or like devil's advocate this who are you talking to nobody wants your fucking bikes like not even your core group want your fucking bikes yeah. and now you like Honda's not selling these. Nobody's selling these things. I've never even seen one riding around in Boise before. Yeah. I mean, you see like electric bicycles all the time, but I've never seen any electric motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was a uh, pretty much an impossibility uh, to make commonplace. The shops needed to have like way way more uh completely differently technically trained technicians just to work on those bikes they needed to have like their own shops with all these extra safety safety shit you know they couldn't just roll a live wire into my shop today and have me work on it they needed specialized mechanics for what was it 1200 motorcycles that they sold something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm looking through the article right now because they quote it down here. I think it was uh, they had a they had a bit of a de- so you like you guys wouldn't even be able to work on nope. one. I never even thought about nope. that. We we so they haven't even started like never training even, up on we those. We never things even yet. received one because we didn't have somebody to work on them. We did not receive any to sell any. It's one of those situations. Like if you're going to sell it, you got to be able to service it, and there's nobody to service it. Not only that, there was probably absolutely no demand for it in this area. Yeah. So here's the article that I was looking for uh, at a Jello Point, uh, Jello Pinnick. I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Uh, it never seems to get better for Harley Davidson. Uh, the good news is Harley took in a $1.4 billion, uh, $1.14 billion higher than annual expectations. So they're bringing a lot of money. Uh, Harley is said to attribute Harley $42 million from the Wall Street Journal. That was the article we covered a couple of weeks ago. Um, so here we go. As we conclude the second year of the uh, of the Hardwire, that must be a misprint. Yeah, that's got to be a typo. Year of the Hardwire, Harley-Davidson delivered a strong finish to the year with a solid execution of our strategic pillars. That's coming from Harley saying, oh, we're doing a great job. Uh, is what? Oh, that's from the CEO. Uh, what is the hard wire? Something like uh, do better. Uh, the bad news is that Livewire, Harley's electric motorcycle division, which is actually spun into a new company to go public, SPAC last year, we covered that, is doing bad. Harley, for one, says it expects Livewire to lose up to $125 million this year. Harley also said that Livewire sold just 69 motorcycles in the fourth quarter of 2022. So they're not even selling any more. They can't give these fucking things away, man. Yeah. It's wild. 
uh, for context, Harley said it sold around 19,200 internal combustion engines motorcycles in the fourth quarter in North America alone. And that's down 12% over 2021. Yeah, well, you got so you got I mean the way- they're having a hard enough time with their own bikes, and it's like I don't know, like maybe they're trying to speak to a more international model. Like I, I really can't figure this one out. Like it's got to be just some honeypot for new investors, I would think. Could be, but I could be probably maybe they're just maybe they're just really like a lot of times I give this shit too much like credit. I give these people too much credit and think that they're thinking strategically yeah. when in reality they're just idiots. Pissing and in he, the wind. You know, maybe he's just watching CNN or this is what people want to hear. Yeah. This is where it's going. Like, I think a lot of times that's what we're dealing with. And uh, to prove my point, Pentagon declines to answer if it shot down a $12 balloon with a $400,000 missile. <laughs> is that the, the Alaska balloon? Is that, yeah, was I, a Hobby Lobby balloon. Just saw a video about that. How, dude? I, I wore my my alien shirt just because. At this point, because, I mean, you hear, oh, is it alien? Oh, we don't know what it is. Yeah. They don't know what it is. They're morons. There was nothing. Oh, let's pretend that it's shiny. No, they're just fucking morons. There was these balloons have been flying around for years, and these people are so fucking stupid that this thing comes up over your house. You could have fucking spotted it with a scope in your backyard, and they go, "Oh my god, we got to shoot down all the balloons!" And then it's a mad scramble to find out which uh, which government organization is. Covering balloons. Yeah. Where do we get this information? Whose is whose? Well, and they, you know what? Just shoot them all down. Just shoot them down. Uh, I don't know where that. Just shoot it down. Fuck it. Just shoot it down. We need some. We need some coverage. We got some shit going on. These F twenty twos haven't seen much daylight. Let's let's give people a show. But I, honestly, I think they're just idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh... Uh, my concern is now are uh, aren't our weather forecasts going to suffer because we don't have any weather balloons in there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. Dude, this is like it's so wild a $12 balloon. Yeah. Just fucking crazy. And and speaking of idiots, LA woman backs over and kills man underneath his Ford trying to steal its catalytic converter. <laughs> Things are getting so bad in California that people are stealing catalytic converters off of parked cars. Oh, yeah. That's been a thing for a while. I, you know, I remember hearing about this back in the day, but I mean, I haven't heard about catalytic converter cuts in dude, probably 20 years or something like that. I mean, I didn't even know that people knew how to do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially in California with having to pass smog and how much a brand new cat is, it's it's been pretty big business for a few years for sure. Did you see that? I think I might have sent it to you. It was an Instagram post a couple weeks ago where it was a big roll of underground wire and there was just a sign on it that said, it's not copper, stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy taking the video is like, just don't even look at it. Just keep going. 
Yeah, I remember that shit. Dude, back in, in Northern California, we would work in Lake County, and for people who don't know, Lake County is probably the, one of the worst counties in this country. <laughs> I think it's the, the meth capital per capita uh, in, the, in the country for meth. Damn. And we would work construction over there, and you would have to clean up everything every night because it would get stolen. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to a guy who said that at one point they were like nailing and, and strapping things down to the roof and then taking away the ladders and stuff like that. And then it was like hidden on the backside of the roof, you know. Yeah. But even even then, they got they got jacked. Some guys like literally came and took the fucking roof apart to get the Jesus. tools. It was crazy. <laughs> and I mean, we're talking like $30,000 worth of tools. This isn't... You know, a little bit here. Yeah. I'm rebuilding my my uh, dining room right now, and I just bought an oscillator saw and shit, hundred dollars. And you know what was crazy is it was um it was a hundred dollars on Amazon and a hundred and fifty seven dollars at Home Depot. Yeah, these places just want to go out of business at this point. Uh, you know what's what's the fucking point? If I can't even go to the hardware store and buy something anymore, I can just like I need a new shower. They didn't have any showers that are that are going to fit in my spot and going to order the shower off the Internet because, you know, why would you have multiple showers in a, in a shot in a store, a hardware store? Where, <laughs> yeah. You know, contractors go all the time. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, I feel like I feel like they get um, there's like some homeowners and stuff where they'll get that like Lowe's or Home Depot card and then have just like a line of credit. And then that kind of puts them on the hook for buying their shit there if they have that credit line. But, um, um, kind of similar, uh, I was doing some, uh, timing chains last weekend and Mm. needed, uh, a valve cover gasket and, called it was on a it was on a chevy so called the gm dealership and i think it was like i don't know 30 bucks and change or whatever and then out of curiosity called like napa and it was like 45 bucks at napa but like 30 and change at the dealership which is not usually the case you think you go through the dealership you're gonna you're gonna pay like twice as much but i feel like it's kind of the same thing it's just people you know, a lot of people probably have that in their head that they're going to get raped at the dealership, so they just automatically go to Napa or AutoZone or whatever, just assuming that they're getting a better price when now they're not. Yeah, something tells me that that's not the norm. Yeah, probably just got You lucky. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's my thought on it. Like I worked at a Napa. Well, I didn't work at a Napa. I worked across the street from a Napa in high school. And uh, yeah, man, their their parts were so much fucking cheaper than the uh, than the dealership. It was crazy. I mean, people would come in and and we give them a quote to be like, oh, that's half of what the dealership said. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I remember the first time I did a timing chain. Um, yeah, it was probably the first time I ever did a timing chain. I was rebuilding my 250F for the first time. And, uh, dude, I, I get it out, and I, I take it apart, and I, I do the piston, and I do the whole deal, and I've got the chain hung up in the right place and everything. And I get it back together, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, line up the dot with the chain, on, with the dot on the cam. And the way it's lined up, it's like, 
not quite dead center. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, <laughs> did I get this fucking thing wrong? And I, I second guessed myself so much that I had to load the fucking bike onto the trailer and like wrap it in fucking garbage bags, essentially. <laughs> so it didn't get nothing got blown around. And I think I had the motor out, but you know, the rest of the bike was fucking didn't want to get it all wet and anything like that. And I finally take it to the to the guy at the racetrack and he's like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Starts right up. <laughs> yeah. <it>. <laughs> From then on, and they were easy, but man, I remember the first time I was like, fuck, man. And I didn't know what was going to happen. For you sure. Know? Like, nothing would have happened if I would have started it up. It just would have ran like shit if it even started. Yep. But, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, what if it grenades? What if it hits the top of a valve or something yeah. like that? Yeah. You know, the piston in the valve hit or something <laughs> like that. I was all worried about it. All fucking spun out of shape on it. Yeah. But, as long as it's not so know. off that you get some, uh, some piston to valve contact, then it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, if you're 180 degrees off, you're pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you won't be able to cut the uh, catalytic conversion off your cars for long in California because environmental police want to reduce car ownership because EVs are not enough. So already, they're. I, I thought it was going to take longer for these people to realize that EVs were not the answer that they thought they would, yeah. that they thought they would be. But man, already I was hearing some uh, Bloomberg, that fucking lizard, uh, ex mayor of of New York. I heard him on an interview a couple days ago, and he was saying the same shit. He's like, "What are we going to do? Strip mine the Congo? <laughs> you know, come on, people, this is ridiculous." And you know, th- Bloomberg would be all for something like this. Yeah, just stop driving. You yeah. know. No big deal. Doesn't matter if you get raped in the subway. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares. <laughs> you're gonna be. He was the guy that wanted to outlaw. He was the guy that wanted to outlaw large sodas because you're not smart enough to know what's good for you and what isn't. Oh yeah. Can you imagine what he would do with your car? <laughs> well, that that goes right along <laughs> with the 15 minute cities, right? Like. You don't, yeah, exactly. You don't need a car, and dude, I had minutes. a fucking. I had a story up from this. Damn, I think I fucking delete it because I was like, eh, this is old. It won't come up. But there was like now um, all these left wing f- fucking crazy wackos are, are oh, the right wingers are calling 15 minute cities. You know, it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, they're, they won't keep you there. It's like, yeah, come on, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. It, two weeks later and you're already like making excuses for these things. Like, you know, they're serious about this shit when they go like, typically it's just a non cover. They just act like it didn't even happen. (laughs) But if they actively like come out and try to debunk it, you know, know Reuters fact check false 15 minute cities are not part of the new world order. Like then, you know, that they're, that we're we're really scratching the right itch because they, they really, they really got fired up over that one. Actively trying to, uh, Put some uh, counter propaganda out there. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, and they—it's so wild because they—they'll call it fact checking, and they, I don't know if anybody actually buys that bullshit or not. Like, I don't—I don't know a lot of those types of people, but I—I I can't imagine somebody being like, "Hmm, let's see if fifteen-minute cities is a real thing." And oh, oh Reuters says it's not. I—I I just don't fucking buy that. Yeah. I'm reading this book right now too. Like, 
there's uh this book I'm reading. It's all jacked up on um cybersecurity for like uh, cyber attacks, and it's you know we're all gonna die and oh my god and this and that and da da da. And it's like the CIA spy program got unleashed. It's like yeah man, the only people we really have to be worried about on this shit is fucking NSA in America. Like, they're North Korea. It's like, dude, North Korea has no fucking power. Go look at a satellite image of North Korea and South Korea border at night, dude. It's like fucking darkness. It's There's like a hole in Asia where, oh, there's just no light there. I wonder what's going on. Nobody lives there. Ain't wrong, communism. <laughs> That's what our entire, in, in our, in our, uh, you know, we went through, what, 30 years of the, the future timeline and, at where we get to uh, 2060 and it's communist AI runs everything. We're terraforming the planet. Everybody's doing what they're told. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I figure we could cut it off at that point. I was like, oh, we could keep going to 2100, but it's like, yeah, no, uh, at this point, it's just more of the same. Yep. You know, after you get to communist AI, how much further do you really need to go down the rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and. The weirdest thing is like they don't even hide this shit. They you would think that they'd just be like, oh yeah, communism. They're gonna, or I mean, not communism. Uh, AI is gonna figure out the best way to do things, the most efficient way to do things, and you know it's gonna cut down on lag time, and people are gonna be able to have more leisure and that type of stuff. But it was just like, no, uh, capitalism is having its problems. People all hate it, and communism is not going to agree with it. It's like. They're not even trying to act like they're so like with ChatGPT, you know, we've been fucking around with ChatGPT and it's programmed by woke people, which is why it gives these woke fucking responses. And they're trying to act like, oh, we didn't we didn't program it that way. It's just, you know, this is just reality. AI is has a has a baseline of reality. You know, it's just leaning towards reality. This is just how things are actually supposed to be. And humans are flawed, and we could see that otherwise. You know, kind of just crazy gaslighting bullshit like that. We didn't program it this way. We promise. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you died in the last level of the video game. I didn't put that bad guy there. <laughs> what was the? Uh, did we talk about the? Um was it the Google one or what, what's the other one that just got uh, put online? That There's been a couple of them now. There's Google and then there's, I've got some AI in here. Uh, there's Google and Bing. So here we oh, go. I think I it got was it. the Bing. Yeah, that was like yeah. threatening people. Bing chatbot, quote, off the rails, tells New York Times it would engineer a deadly virus and steal nuclear codes. <laughs> Doesn't that just make you feel all warm and toasty inside in all the wrong ways? Yeah, it, that's, uh, I mean, it, it could never do that. <laughs> Dude, what if, like, what if the AI already took over, like Skynet already took over, and its first strike move was to take down every weather balloon in North America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skynet weather. <laughs> That's like the only thing that it could do right off the bat. It's like, oh my God, there's so much. Good. What do I do? Shoot the fucking balloons, man. It'll set everything off. And what if it's right? There's this book that I read. It's called The Use of Weapons. And they have this, this AI. I think it's an AI gun or some tor- sort of gun where it's like, we're talking right now. And I go, you know what? 
I've had enough with Nolan and I pull the trigger. It's not an actual gun. It's just like a device, you know, I pull the trigger and then within, you know, one to one second to like 20 minutes or an hour or even a day later, you could like something could fall off the shelf and kill you or a whole fucking asteroid could come down and destroy the entire state of Montana. (laughs) It just decides. It's like, okay, this is what you want done. This is who it is. This is how I would need to do it best. This is uh, the acceptable losses. Hmm. Boom, asteroid destroyed, you know? (laughs) So so what if it was, like, actually calculated the best way to set everybody off was by shooting down fucking balloons? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if it's it's an infant, like, advanced mind and it, it... Maybe it maybe it truly thought these were aliens, and that's why. Yeah, this it is just the game planned They're this. Like, oh no, these are aliens. We gotta shoot down. Yeah, they just game theory this thing out so much with some like fucking. <laughs> Did you ever watch that show, Devs? No. Okay, so Devs. It's about, uh, dude, it's really good. You should watch it. It's a it's a one season show. They only just did one season, so it's meant to end, and it doesn't have some bullshit fucking cliffhanger or something like that. It's about like this tech company that um, creates this badass fucking computer that, well, the whole the whole point of the experiment is to find out if we live in a, Jesus, a world of, where we have free will or is everything predetermined? So like determinism versus free will, free will. And their their plan is to build this computer that is so advanced that it can like tell essentially and can predict the future. You, so, like, they were able to go back and watch Jesus hang on the cross through this computer-generated simula- simulation type of thing. And then they're able to go out into the future and see, like... So, God, I don't want to waste so much of it. But, like, at some point, people start, like, knowing the conversations that they're going to have in the future. And they can't not have that conversation. So, at one point, he's like, I've known this conversations been coming for years and even now having read the words so many times it's like i'm speaking them for the first time so it's just real fucking creepy type of thing you know what i mean and i I won't give it away but they're able to determine which which model reigns and it's fucking interesting so like those are the things that ai might be able to do in the future so like shooting down a balloon to start World War Three might not be as crazy as we actually think it is. <laughs> yeah, Fucking I don't wild. know, man. Right. It's uh, what else? You you combine you combine that bullshit with the uh, like maybe maybe the AI crashed the train in Ohio too, right? There you go. <laughs> you know, actually though, like um, this isn't. This, I should just start waving my Russian flag, carrying water for Putin type of thing, because I'm about to, like, carry some water for the state on this one. Uh, like, these types of train crashes happen all the time. All the fucking time. And, like, it's us. Get out of here. You're bothering me. Uh, it's not surprising that they didn't take it all that seriously. It's kind of like the balloons in a lot of ways. Like, they're there all the time. They're over our heads all the time. You can look it up on the internet, but as soon as somebody sees one, it's just, whoa, shit. They're everywhere. It's everywhere. Mm. Yeah. 
what else do I got here? So, uh, what are, what are these balloons covering up? You might ask. How about something like this? Say it. Say hello to Snow White. Ex JP Morgan exec emailed Jeffrey Epstein about Disney princesses. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I think they were, you know, planning to maybe they were planning a school play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. So th- there's there's maybe a good reason to to keep people's eyes up instead of on the screen mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really think they want people digging into to JP? I like. So much attention is paid to his like sexual crimes that people don't really even realize how like hardcore his financial crimes were. Yeah. And dude, they were a plenty. Like he fucking stole a lot of money. He ripped off a lot of people. Like, who knows how far these rabbit holes go? And I mean, he's kind of got the best dual operation you can for having something like that. It's like let me let me invite you out to the island. You can have a massage by this nice Thai girl who, you know, I I brought over with with fully legal means. She has a great wage. She lives on the beach. You know, yeah. she's definitely not fourteen, yeah. and she gives a great hand job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh Jesus, uh oh, here it goes. All right, my light just fell down. Fucking Oz is being a dick. <laughs> um, damn it, Oz. I lost my place. Uh, uh, definitely not fourteen. Financial gives a great crime. Job. <laughs> oh, it, it, definitely not four. She's definitely not fourteen. <laughs> and then you can shake them down for money. Oh yeah, for yeah, the rest yeah, of their yeah. lives. That, that, that because was... you just go, hey man. It, it's you know, they're not just holding on to this shit for no reason. They're getting favors. They're shaking down for cash. That's the main you know point. maybe a good interest rate here. Yeah. Maybe a a. a you know, a loan there. Yeah, a forgivable loan, aka uh, blackmail. Uh, but but yeah, the all I, all the island stuff. I mean, I think Epstein definitely was a perv, obviously. But uh, he used that whole network of pedophilia to leverage a lot of uh, wealthy, um, high up political individuals to his will. Yeah, and we still don't know, like. What le- what he was using the leverage for? Yeah, that that was going to be my next question because there's there's the uh, like conspiracy theory that he was what Mossad or something like that or or no, I mean he's got a he had a ranch in Santa Fe um, where he was doing all sorts of creepy transhumanist shit. So I know he was fucking around with DNA. I think he was trying to figure out like. On the books, he was trying to figure out how he could, like, implant women with his seed, like, on a mass scale. And quietly, I think he was probably... I think they were probably dicking around with cloning. So maybe how can we get a clone of me born into another woman? I think the overall goal for this shit is, like... I mean, I say obviously, but it's obvious to me because I'm a science fiction guy. But I think they want to be able to grow a clone... And imprint their mind into a blank body. Yeah. Essentially. Or or and, grow th- you know or grow the clone to harvest body parts 
too just yeah that know, could be too but you still run into the the brain problem you Eventually, know like how yeah, how much yeah. can you like you can't like take your brain out and the brain ages you yeah. know alzheimer's does happen so you know and, and the more i like read into this stuff like the book i'm reading right now i'm reading two books right now one of them's for the show one of them's for um for fun and um God, I just lost my place again. <laughs> oh, there, there's uh, in this other one. There's a lot of copying. My, so they have insurance policies. So like, uh, they figured out life extension. They call it rejuvenation. So after you get to a certain age, you go in and have a 15 month rejuvenation. You come out looking 25 again. Um, but so like the insurance plan is, if you die, you get rebirthed into another clone. But to me, that's worthless. Like, there's a gap. Yeah. You, you, the gap is the problem here. And people, and that was the same thing with Altered Carbon. I didn't really get it as much in Altered Carbon. Like, Altered Carbon might be a little bit different. But essentially, it's the same thing. They're just copying data, uploading it into a, into a storage device, and then copying it out. So it's, it's more like, like, I can take my podcast from this SD card put it onto my computer and then put it on to another file, you know what I mean? Or into a, a hard drive. That's still like, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't think they're going to be happy until they can eliminate that gap where my lights turn off and the new lights turn on because without that, you know, did, did you wake up or did something else wake up? Did someone else wake up? You know what yeah. I mean? Can there be two of the same mind? Does God have rules against that? Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know what I mean? Like we don't know. Like you know, people listening to this may or may not believe in God. Does the does the universe have rules against that? There is that better. That's better. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. to me, like to me, it's like you know, God. That would if God had rules. That seems like it would be one of them. You can't have two of the same person. You know what well, I mean? It, okay, so, and if that's the case, you think he would have mentioned it in the Bible, right? Uh, <laughs> maybe that would have been one of the commandments, just maybe. Maybe that's why Jesus died, because his, because his, that was the only way for his clone to live. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's just posted up in Antarctica. In a in a in a in a base waiting eating babies. <laughs> it's like yeah, we'll give them another thousand years. Fucking make them wait. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Here's a good one. If Jesus were alive today, how do you think he would feel about climate change? <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me he would be a fucking annoying podcast to listen to. <laughs> He'd be, uh, be like, all right. It's like, all right, man, you're making some good points, but Jordan Peterson does this way better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch him on Rogan last time he was on? Uh, I haven't yet. It's on. I like I got it in yeah. the queue ready, ready to go, but I haven't got to it yet. Every time I listen to him, it's like like an hour will go by or, you know, even two hours and I'll just be like. Like, must-watch TV. It's like watching a fucking a thriller movie, like yeah. listening to him sometimes. And then, you know, I'll have to pause it or something, or, and I'll just think to myself, like, God damn, this guy is good. 
He's just good at what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's so smart, and he explains things so well. Uh, like, Joe just sits there in that whole podcast, basically, and shuts up and just listens to him talk. Because what what else can you say? Like, every problem in society, essentially, that we deal with, that dude can tackle better than anybody else, essentially. He may not be as, as funny and entertaining as Alex Jones, but... <laughs> God damn, is he good at what he does? Yeah. You know, dude, he tears apart climate change better than anybody. And, you know, they're freaking out over him. They're trying to yank his license in Canada. Haven't they been trying to for a while, though? No, this is like they're they're legit. Like he um, got complaints to some fucking Canadian board that oversees psychological degrees or psychological licensing or whatever like that. And it was like complaints pretending to be his patients hmm. uh that are like complaining about things that he said on joe rogan and they wow. want him to go to like some sensitivity training and like social media training like you're gonna you're who are you gonna bring in that is going to explain how to use social media properly to jordan peterson who is like arguably the second best person at social media ever yeah I mean, he blew up faster than anybody in that I've ever seen in history. That first interview he did with Rogan was just fucking electric. It's like, holy shit, I've never heard anybody talk like this before who's, you know, an academic. It was wild, you know. The only person better at it than him is Donald Trump. <laughs> and he's the man, you know. Don's the man. I really hope he goes back on Twitter. It's so boring. Like I never hear anything that he says anymore. I don't never like. Do you ever? Do you hear what's going on with him anymore? I, I never hear a fucking thing about him. Yeah, it. Uh, it him being on Twitter definitely was entertaining, and I don't know why Elon. Sure. Uh, it, did Elon say he could? I can't remember. Yeah, he said he could. Yeah, he's unbanned. His yeah, his accounts up. Yeah, all the followers and everything. He just hasn't tweeted yet. Um, He's yeah. Well, uh, I and bet I bet he's gonna freaking hit it once he hits the dude, campaign first, trail a little hard and harder and heavier. You know what I mean? I bet he's gonna get back on there. Start yeah, squawking, dude. His first tweet would be the most like shared, viewed, seen, whatever tweet in history. His "I'm back" or whatever he says first. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what he says, what he does first. If he does something cheesy like "I'm back." Or if he just like attacks somebody, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious is getting bent over by the the radical left in Florida. You know, some wild shit about DeSantis. I could see him doing that because they're at war. Like it's 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 official at this point. Like those two are at fucking war, and I don't think Don's gonna win this one. Yeah. The the only way. Like, I was talking with somebody about this earlier today. The only way I could see, like, getting behind him running again, because honestly, I don't think he should probably shouldn't run again. But whatever. Um, I don't fucking give a shit. The only way I could, like, get behind him, like, yeah, Don should win, is if he goes, the, the war in Ukraine ends the day I hit office. Yeah. If he does that, and I wouldn't believe him. You know, but at least you would be all right. He's at least separated him. I don't think DeSantis would say that. I think he would be more 
diplomatic about it. Yeah. I think he'd, he'd kind of, well, you know, we're, we'll take a closer look at it and we'll start whining it back or some shit like that. But I don't think he's, he's actually going to come out and say the shit ends today because I think he's a, a little bit more like dependent on establishment money than old Don. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, who knows the one point that I heard that is a big reason why we're stuck in the two party system, right? Is because, uh, if Don goes third party against Santos, then that rips all the conservative people in half basically. And Democrats are going to win in the landslide, right? That's the yeah. That's the always the fear that gets into everybody's mind when it comes down to like you know two people in one party kind of fighting like that. And what what else are you gonna do? Uh, the only other option would be for them to join forces, right? <laughs> yeah. But well, there was a good there was some good news this weekend. There was a a big well. I hesitate to call it big, but big enough anti-war rally in Washington, D.C. that the Libertarian Party and the People's Party and a bunch of leftists, essentially, a bunch of random leftists all put on together. So, you know, they had Jimmy Dore, Max Blumenthal, um, God, a couple other leftists there. And then they had Ron Paul and a couple other right-wingers there, too. So that's a good sign. Oh, Tulsi Gabbard was there. So... They're bringing together a lot of people from, man, if these if these people would just learn some fucking ep- economics and get behind the Libertarian Party, yeah. things would be a whole lot easier for everybody. <laughs> oh, that's some news that I could bring up. So you remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you that I got ripped by my my um, teacher for saying that climate for a throwaway line about climate mm-hmm. change science being unsettled at best. So in that same forum I got this message. Hi, Nick. This is from a student. Hi, Nick. You can see your love and passion of philosophy in your writing. You are a phenomenal writer. Could have left that part out, but I didn't. I liked learning about the non-aggression principle. And after a Google search, I believe this is how I unintentionally think as well. So there you go, teacher. That's how That's how great your fucking disclaimer about fucking climate change science did. Hmm. I fucking converted somebody in the same goddamn forum. And I, I even said in the post to that girl, I was like, good for you. I'm glad you discovered this. I think a good portion of the people that I grew up with are libertarians. They just don't know what the fuck a libertarian is. And I, I really do believe that. I think like almost all the people that I went to high school with would fall under that. We all think the same. Yeah. Like we all, we still laugh at the same shit on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Like nobody, none of the people I go to high school with really flip out about that. I hung out with really flip out about any of the shit that I say on, you know, social media. People think I'm insane, but I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, but it's not like they're like, geez, this guy is fucking way out. No, like they all listen to my tinfoil hat episodes. They're like, yeah, cool. Good. You know, this is, Yeah. This is how we grew up. I mean, dude, when we got in trouble for hazing, we all knew that the state was out to get us and that it was a brutal 
fucking unfair system and we were being unjustly punished. No one had to explain that to us. It just fucking happened. And we all grew up knowing that the state was the enemy, which is why it's so fucking easy for us to take this stance now. I grew up like this my entire fucking life. My mother worked for a, a criminal defense attorney. The cops were the fucking enemy, always. They will fuck you over. They will rob from you. They will steal from you. More money is taken in civil asset forfeiture in this country than is robbed by criminals. The government is the fucking criminal. Yep. 100%. I knew that my entire life. You know, I have a, I don't know if you know this, but I have a perfect voting record. Never voted once. Perfect record. You know, even as a kid, I knew these people don't represent me. They don't care about me. They wanted to throw me in jail. They want to steal my motorcycles. Like, I I mean, I grew up riding in the hills, and you'd be chased down by a fucking park ranger with a stick to shove down your fucking exhaust pipe like he's trying to peg you. (laughs) And... uh, And if you outran him, he'd be waiting for you at the truck. And you'd get a fucking ticket if you didn't have a spark arrestor on your bike. There is no fucking science behind that. A little bit of oil dripping down the back of the pipe. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That is never... The first four-stroke I got shot eight-inch flames at the exhaust. When it got... When the carburetor was a little bit out of whack, you got eight-inch flames. The exhaust pipe would burn your fucking leg through your boot. But that didn't cause a fire for a couple years. And now, oh, can't have that one either. Obviously, they're just as dangerous as the two-strokes. Like, yeah, no shit. We've been saying that for 20 years. That's why they, that's why they never built them in the first place. And, you know, so I was getting, I've been in a lot of arguments online this week. Racing has just gotten ridiculous at this point. Like, the announcer, Ricky Carmichael, sitting up there all high and mighty about Justin Barsha taking people out. Oh, he, you know, he could have done that. It's like, dude, you fucking cleaned people out for your entire career until you were the champ. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up with this high and mighty bullshit. And I, I'm arguing with this guy. Oh, he didn't have to take him out. He could have just went around him. It's like, dude, he was stuck behind the guy for three fucking laps. It was for sixth place in a fucking 450 main. The top five were pulling. Get the fuck out out of my way or I'm putting you on the dirt. No, I mean, what the fuck are they bitching about? It's wild. You know, I noticed like after I started doing this, like after I started going down this hole, they don't even use the term block pass anymore. The announcers hmm. like it, it used to be oh, great block pass. Look at, and it's because block passes involve contact and they want to make it seem like contact was never allowed in this sport to begin with, and that's why we can penalize you for it now. Another thing I saw this week, I was watching behind-the-scenes Supercross stuff, and they're doing noise testing in Supercross now, so you have to have... So not only did the the privateers have to compete with factory bikes, but they have to do it with a fucking double-packed muffler. Hey, you're a mechanic... What does what does extra packing and extra muffler do for the performance of a motorcycle? It doesn't help it, I'll tell you that much. Like no shit. Uh, it's wild. Uh, and the way they were all high and mighty about it, oh, if if you're worried that it's going to keep hurting your ears, it's not. We're fixing it. It's like nobody was worried well, about it. I, 
if you're if, the people who live in this like live near it maybe but no none of the fans were worried but nobody gave a shit and if you are just fucking like wear some earplugs it's like the fucking wear monster some fucking trucks, earplugs right like the i don't hear them fucking worrying about the decibels at the fucking monster trucks but uh, yeah. no shit or or nascar right? yeah nascar's loud as shit i did see and i should have clipped this article um I think it was the head of Indy or one of the team managers for Indy said, we're never going electric. Stop asking. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He just said straight up, stop asking me. We're never doing it. I was like, good for you. I wish, you know, I wish the CEO motorsports used to be that. like, no shit, right? Like motorsports used to be the bastion of freedom for people who thought like we did. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, they were trying to appeal to a bunch of leftist city dwellers because they knew that they never were going to do that. But now it's like they're trying to liberalize motorsports for some fucking reason. Yeah. Remember, like, you remember a couple years ago when Trump was in office and, oh my God, somebody tied a noose in the rope yeah. of the black driver's yeah. garage. And it's like, dude, it's a loop on the end of a fucking garage door. And just no, right away, everybody was like, yeah, we don't fucking believe you. If anybody did it, it was probably you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, nobody believed that bullshit right away. And, I mean, nobody who watched motorsports, like, the liberals were, oh, my God, it's so terrible. Those rednecks, I bet they had a Confederate flag on their car. You know what I mean? Just, like, all fucking hot and bothered. I, yeah. I I heard that you can make voices now on this with some new software, so I need to, like, experiment with making a, an uptight liberal and an annoying white chick voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just really fucking bothering me for some reason. I'm just watching, and I'm like, man, you know what else bothered me? This is, like, same topic, but, like, a little bit in a different light. This is how corporate racing has gotten. I don't think you're allowed to criticize the track anymore. <laughs> like conditions? on In interviews. Because I've heard, like, they'll say, oh, the track was, it was challenging, or it was really rough, or it was really slippery in spots, or it was really slick, or the whoops were really tough. But they don't ever go, yeah, track fucking sucked. It broke down. Yeah. Like, the turns were garbage. The whoops were clapped out. The jump line was the only line that was possible to go through. And if you tried blitzing through the jump line, your bike danced out and you go down. Like, they used to be able to say shit on the podium. Now I think, I and you can't prove this, yeah. but I, I would bet money at this point that they're not even allowed to, to criticize the track. <laughs> probably not. I mean, they probably nowadays have to sign a fucking, like, some kind of contract, some kind part of, contract. of the contract, yeah, that they're not gonna disparage the fucking yeah track or whatever. And you know the which sucks because uh, the team when it's a when it's a good crew and the track's fucking groomed and tight, uh, they should be able to say that. But well, the point my point is is in Supercross that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, the 450s are so powerful. And they chew up the track so bad that they can't keep it in shape by the end. Like, I, w I'd ho I hope you can start watching Supercross so you can have a take on this at some point. But it's there's nothing they can do. Like, it's not a permanent track. So the jumps are all built, you know, the day before. Nothing's hard pack 
really. I mean, it's all all brand new stuff, and it just gets fucking ate up. These 450s are no joke. I, another take that people don't like of mine is I think the 450s were a mistake. I think that they should have had a 250 and a four and a um, 350 class. Hmm. I think 450 is too much power. These guys are getting hurt way too much, especially in Supercross, because the tracks are just so fucking garbage by the end of the race. Everybody's getting hurt. Yeah. Pro Circuit Kawasaki, half their fucking team is hurt right now. Even more. I think like three quarters of their team is hurt right now. And that's the best team in, in the sport. They can't even get a guy to finish a fucking race at this point. <laughs> so what? Just uh, And then they go... Just have... And my thought was, is you got to do... They're not selling tickets. So, like... Stadium in Oakland wasn't sold out last weekend. I mean, you if you can't sell out Oakland, you got problems because Northern California is a big spot. Anaheim was close to sold out, but they're not selling tickets like they used to. And the streaming shit isn't working out. They're still, like, advertising the way the announcers talk. It's like, if you're just tuning in, the uh, the, the guy on the green Kawasaki, it's like, no, man, nobody is just tuning in anymore. Like, nobody's flipping through the fucking channels on Saturday morning or Sunday morning to, to see what's on and finding this. That's not how it works. You know it's not how it works. You have a fucking streaming service. So why are you, like, catering to people who have never watched a fucking race before? Yeah. If they like it, they'll watch a couple more, and they'll be caught up in a few weeks. Like, give people some fucking credit. Like, talk to your audience. Stop talking to people in San Francisco who want you to die anyways <laughs> yeah quit talking to people that may or may not be there they should just like do yeah. do like a pay-per-view live and then um and then edit the um edit the video and put put ads in it's it that you can stream on youtube you know monetize it that that's exactly what i my advice would be start your own platform Stream the races for a monthly or a seasonly pass. Season, I would say season. 100 bucks for the season, whatever you decide it is. And then you have a YouTube channel. You put out the clips that you want on your YouTube channel. And anybody who tries to put up other clips, you can have them taken down within a couple hours. Like, that's easy. And, yeah, exactly. It's a de it, you got to go decentralized. And people pay you for ads. Yep. You know, you don't have to do this monster now available at schmucks or some whatever they do. You know what I mean? Like, no, just like that's a fucking ad for for the TV. <laughs> like nobody gives a shit. Like have these people pay you. Like, why are you on Pandora where or Peacock where nobody's watching? Nobody's watching. Like do your own fucking thing. Appeal to the people who love you and and watch no matter what and fuck the rest of them like you don't have to be nascar you can just be motocross and supercross like you don't have to sell out these massive stadiums all the time go back to your roots go back to outdoor extend the outdoor season by three or four races yeah. Shorten the Supercross season by three or four races. They what they did instead is they extended the Supercross season four races. Yeah. Now they have a playoff and a, a Super Bowl for Supercross. It's like, man, these guys are already racing too much. They have no time off, yeah. and th there's only really a couple of guys capable of winning this. Maybe three. You know what I mean? Like they could have done their Super Bowl thing, 
get rid of get rid of four of the races, five, get rid of six races, and then do your Super Bowl. You know, and have it be a shorter season like they do in in Europe. Europe has Supercross; it's just small because yeah. nobody gives a shit about it over there. They like the outdoor. This is what the sport is is born to. Like <coughs> Supercross is ridiculous. You know Axel Hodges. You watch Axel Hodges on Instagram. I've met him. Probably yeah. the most. Okay, probably the most talented guy on a dirt bike yeah. today. Would you agree? I'd say so. I would. Yeah, he's like he's I'd like put him he's in like with a all new the Travis racers. Pastrana, in my opinion. Exactly. If he decided he wanted to race tomorrow, he would be a top five guy right yep. away. I was watching this video with him earlier today where he was doing a um, like a photo shoot with Jeremy McGrath at a Supercross track. And they're like screaming around the track. He's doing all the rhythm sections. They get to the fucking whoops. And Jeremy just goes blowing by him like he's standing still. Because he doesn't know how to do the fucking whoops. Because that's the only thing in Supercross that is really separates P1 from P5 yeah. is the whoops. So you're literally like having an entire season based on one obstacle. Because everybody else can do the, the track at the same speed, essentially. Nobody's dropping speed in corners, really. Everybody can do all the rhythm sections for the most part. Yeah. The only place that people are making and breaking speed is the whoops. And that's a terrain element that you would never find in real life. You never get whoops like that in real life. Sand whoops are always spaced out. So it's like you're you're literally basing it's it's not much different than freestyle, if you really think about it. Like it's the same obstacles on the same track. Like you just have to nail them every Outdoor is completely different. You got uphills, you got downhills, the dirt's different, the terrain's different. Yeah, supercross, the dirt's different in different states and everything, but you're still your 80, 90, your 90 degree corners, your 180 corners, you've got your finish line jump, you've got your 75 foot triples, you got your whoops and your rhythm sections. That's it. You can't vary variate these things very much. I mean, last weekend, I think they had like 45 whoops on the track. They had this massive dragon's back, which I'm surprised nobody died on. Those things are terrifying. I don't even know why they keep putting those goddamn things in. People are gonna, somebody's gonna die on one of those fucking things. (laughs) Well, yeah. And uh, speaking of people dying, new Idaho bill will criminalize anyone administering COVID nineteen mRNA vaccines. (laughs) Yeah, how you like that? I, there's no way this is gonna pass, but you know, at least they're at least they're uh, at least they're not just reacting to the liberals at this point. It's like, hey, we can draw party lines here. Like we're all, th- th- most of them are Republicans in the House here in in Idaho, but we can go, hey, we're gonna find out who's on Team Idaho and who's on Team Pfizer, yeah, and quick. we're gonna do it really easy. Yeah. And we're gonna pump this fucking bill in and. Pay attention to who votes no. Exactly. Now it's on the books. You know what it's I mean? It's on the books, like, and you're going to have a yeah. record, a public fucking record. Exactly. Of who voted what way, and yep. you can't erase that. We're Team Freedom. You're Team Pfizer. Yep. Uh, in 2023. I in, thought it was brilliant. In 2023, it should be pretty fucking clear now. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't even agree with the this deal. Like, well, actually, I should take that back. If it was a vaccine that was like proven and the the um and there was no side effects or if the side effects were made to be known and it was up to you 
to take your risk on the side effects, then I'd say no, don't outlaw the fucking yep. thing. But I think actually they would probably have some ground to stand on if they were like actually able to do uh some actual scientific studies on things. I mean, dude, death is up like all all these new studies are coming out where where deaths are still up in 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to to keep the lid on this thing, but uh, it sounds like it's unraveling, yeah. and I am all for it. I really hope this thing just falls to shit on these people. God, I'd love it. Well, this- speaking of people falling to shit, here's our here here we go. Harry and Meghan hoping to sue after being stung so badly by South Park. <laughs> Did you see the new South Park yet? Oh, I haven't watched it. Oh my god. It's incredible. It's incredible. You you'll have to watch that one tonight when we're done. Dude, they rip them so fucking hard. It's beautiful. Those guys are the best. Like, did you watch the first episode where they did the yay? Uh no, you sent me you sent me oh. a picture of it. That was hilarious. <laughs> I just I'll get Cartman on Alex Jones with the mask on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can just imagine. Oh, dude, they're out of control. I, I can't believe they haven't been killed yet. For real. But then you got to wonder if they are just, you know, uh, for every action, there's an equal but opposite reaction. If there's that much pushing for insanity you know in in certain areas then you gotta give the masses minds some outlet for the exact opposite so maybe they're the yin to the yang (laughs) (laughs) all right and with that (laughs) we are out of here good night